I don't think I introduced myself, so I don't know everybody. And I look forward to getting to know every single one of you over the next couple of months. Hopefully, the sooner the better. But if you haven't, if I haven't made my, introduced myself, like I said, my name's Chris, and I lead our middle school ministry here. So if, if I don't know your name, make sure by the end of the night you introduce yourself to me by name. Okay. <laughs> We've got Bob down on the front row. Um, but it's my pleasure tonight that I get to introduce uh, an incredible guy who's going to, uh, to give our message this evening. And so his name's Tommy. He's one of our student interns. He's a, <laughs> he goes to school. He goes to school at Liberty University. And I know many of you guys have already seen him over the last two weeks that you guys have been here on Sundays. So it's, a, it's with honor that I get to, to pray over him this evening as he comes to speak uh, to, to us all. Um, so I just ask that you give your attention to him as he comes this, this way um, and, just declare, and just gives a message that I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear tonight. And so I'll, I'll lead us in prayer and then we'll get going. Father God, thank you for the tonight. Thank you for all these new students, for these friends, um, God, that are here to hear your word, to hear to get to know each other, to hear to, uh, to get to know you, God. And I pray that tonight that uh, you allow us to focus, you allow us to have attentive ears and softened hearts, God, to, to really hear, hear the word from you. Um, God, you use all of our stories. God, you use all of our passions and desires and things that we have in our own lives uh, for your glory. And we pray that um, through this, this series of, of spilling the tea, God, that you will use this, this message that you have given Tommy tonight to, um, to make your word known, to make your, yourself known, God. And so I just pray a special blessing over all these students, over all these friends who, who are here uh, this evening. I pray that they will just really enjoy the evening and, and hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What's up, guys? Um, all right, I'm, I'm Tommy, like Chris said. And I'm gonna... Hey, guys. Um, same thing, if you, like, if you don't know me, please come introduce yourself later. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, so I'm just gonna kind of talk about my life and how I got here, how I came to know Jesus, and that kind of stuff. You guys hear me good? All right, so when I was seven... We can put this picture up. I don't know how old I was. I found this on Google. But that's when I first, like, started kind of, like, realizing who Jesus was and, like, who I wanted him to be in my life. I, um, I didn't really know everything, like, about it. And, like, I still don't. But I knew that, like, I was this broken person who needed, who needed someone to save me. So um, in this, I, I decided to accept Jesus into my heart. And through this, there was a person who, like, really helped me. His name was Dennis. He, um, he's actually the former pastor of River Oak. I don't know if you guys know who Dennis is. But he was also my neighbor. So I, like, I live here in a cul-de-sac, and he lives over here. And I was on the phone with him one night, and I was like, hey, Pastor Dennis, like, I really want to know more. Like, who, who is Jesus? Like, how can I get to know him? Like, I want to be in a relationship with him. So he was like, dude, just come on over. So I got, I had a little green bike. I, I rode my bike all around to his house. And he talked to me about that and prayed with me. And like I rode home that day as, as like a new creation. So that's kind of cool to, for me, like, yeah, I rode my bike down the road, down this road, broken one day. I came back renewed, renewed in like 30 more minutes. Um, so like once I had, I had Jesus with me, um, I grew up, like, in a Christian home. I'm sure, like a lot of you guys, I grew up in this church. And I had people pointing me to Christ, like, throughout my whole life, which was such a blessing. So my parents, here's my parents. 
Oh, not parents. Um, <laughs> so there's my parents. That's, uh, that's Joy and that's Tom. They're like the coolest people ever. They, um, they put me in church. They, yeah, yeah, that, we, we took that picture there. So, um, so we, like, we went to everything. We, I went to every church camp, every VBS, every youth group, everything with them. And like that definitely like molded me to the person I am. But the number one thing that they did for me was they showed me the love of Christ. And it's cool because of how much they loved God. They loved me. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but their love for God was so strong that it made their love for me super special. Uh, so yeah, like I'm doing awesome, just living this awesome life, getting, getting in the word constantly. But throughout middle, like throughout the end of middle school and early into high school, I, uh, I really didn't view God the way that I should have. I, I really viewed God as a strict like rule enforcing God who I loved and who he loved me, but, um, but I, I didn't know him. Like he wasn't, he wasn't this person that I wanted to come to everything with and wanted to talk to constantly. So I, uh, I didn't really hang out with like a lot of people in middle school and early into high school. I guess the guys I played sports with and a few of the kids in my classes, but I wasn't like super involved with people. Like I guess youth group or stuff like that. But there's this one guy who I started hanging out with I've known him forever, but um, I started hanging out with him early into high school. His name's Zach. That's, we, uh, we went on a trip to Utah. He's the guy in the blue. We're, so we're always like posing, making faces, even if people aren't taking pictures of us. Um, but Zach, he's like, he was, he's my best friend, and he's one of, like, one of the people who like really influenced me to like view God in a different way. So we, um, we'd like, surf together, climb together, hike together, do anything kind of dangerous together. But the coolest and most influential thing that we did together was we got in the Word of God and we talked about Jesus and life together. So we did that and I kind of stopped viewing God as this like strict rule enforcing God and this fun God who wants me to go like love others and like do his will and be in a relationship with him. So like once, once I started viewing God that way, I started like kind of opening, opening up a little more. And then that led me to a person that I've known my whole life and like my best friend in high school, and that's Peter. So we, uh, we were like always having fun. Yeah, Peter's the jacked one and I'm the, the guy in the, the shirt. So we, uh, we didn't really hang out a lot early, early in high school. But we kind of started to more and more later in high school. And we just like, we started living this awesome life. Like where, like the Lord blessed our friendship in a way that only like he had his hand in. So it was, it was super fun to do that. All right. So I'm going to read some scripture to you guys. It's in John chapter 10. If you guys have a Bible, I don't know. It's going to be right here. John chapter 10, verse 1. Through six. All right. So, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out, 
when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used, um, the Pharisees did not understand. So the, Jesus is speaking to Pharisees here. Do you guys know what Pharisees are? The guys who stood on the boxes and were like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. Well, they were hypocrites. That's like the direct definition. They were hypocrites. Um, and they didn't understand what Jesus was saying here. And he breaks it down in the next passage of scripture. But first I'm gonna kinda tell you guys a little bit about what he's saying. He, basically what he's saying is now the sheep, they can only follow one shepherd. So you have a flock of sheep here. They have one shepherd with them. And if, like, so, okay, say, say the shepherd's here and I'm one of the sheep. If the shepherd calls me over and I'm in his flock, I'm gonna follow him. If some random guy walks in and he starts calling me over, I'm not gonna go over there, I'm gonna flee away. Um, so it's like the same thing in our lives with, with Christ. We, uh, we have all these shepherds coming at us, calling us out. But there's, there's only one, one shepherd who can call our name and who we should follow, and that's Jesus. Uh, another thing is the, the sheepfold. All right, so think about the Gaga pit. You guys know what the Gaga pit is? Okay, okay. So think about the Gaga pit. Now raise the walls like 10 feet tall and have only one door in it. So the only way to enter through that is to walk through the door. There's no other way in. Um, and Jesus tells us that here, that all the people who walk through the gate belong there. Like, that's the way in, is through this gate. And anyone trying to climb up on the outside or get in through the outside are, is a thief and a robber, and they don't belong there. Um, so I'm gonna read this next like these next verses to you guys and explain like what, what the significance of the gate is. So, so Jesus said again to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the, as he shows here, the door or the gate, whatever you prefer, that is Christ. And the sheepfold or gaga pit, if you want, that is the kingdom of heaven. So the only way to get in there is through this gate. And that gate is Jesus Christ. So the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ or to the Father. And... In this verse, it talks about like us having an enemy who is trying to steal, kill, and destroy our joy. And uh, that enemy is Satan, and he comes at us in so many different ways that like sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. So he, he wants us to live not in a relationship with God. He wants us to be distracted. He wants us to try and climb over the walls. He wants us to follow a different shepherd out. So Jesus in this passage describes himself as the good shepherd. So Jesus is the gate, but then he's also the shepherd and he's this person that we're following. Um, so that's super cool to look at. And it's also, he talks about as a shepherd, they would die for each one of their sheep. 
like individually. And Jesus will do that for each and every one of us. And he proves himself to do that on the cross and does die. So he dies so we can live abundantly. Now, what, like, what does it mean to live full or to live abundantly? Um, like before, before I like kind of answer that, I'll tell you guys a story from me in high school. So Peter actually told me to tell this story. Um, well, when I was in high school, I like I loved God. I, I loved going to church. Like I was reading my Bible, but when like living life to the full with me was like living up to expectations. So I I was super involved with sports like my whole life. But one uh one sport that I played in high school that I like got pretty good at was tennis. And that's that's like kind of what I was known for a little bit in high school. Like, dude, Tommy wins the next tennis match. Tommy went like, when are we coming out? Like, watch you play, whatever. And um, and I was like, I, tennis. This is a weird sport. Like, who plays tennis? But everybody thought it was kind of cool. So I was like, yeah, man. Like, we're playing another tennis match. So I was constantly like living up to that. Like, all right, yeah, my my life's full right now. I'm like, I'm winning tennis matches. I'm doing this kind of stuff. But um, there was a state like a state tournament for tennis, and. Me and my partner, and like me individually, we were playing in it. Um, so during, during this match, I lost my singles like super early, like super early in the tournament. And I was a little bummed, but I was like, no, you know what, me and my partner are gonna win. Like we're gonna win this whole tennis tournament, we're gonna come home with the state, state championship title, and it's gonna be awesome, everybody's gonna love us. Like our life is gonna be complete. Um, but we, uh, we're like running through teams in this tournament, like beating teams, whatever. And we had just beaten the number one team in the state. So we're like feeling good, our heads are huge. And our next match is against a team we already beat. And I'm serving, and my, my partner's standing over here, and I'm, I'm serving, and one serve, I hit my partner in the back of the head and like knocked him out cold. Like I'm talking out cold, on the ground, out cold. And in and, and that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, I just killed my partner. Um, and, and I was like, no, he'll, he'll be fine. Like, we'll play the rest and win. But we, like, we couldn't play the rest. We had to forfeit. Um, he turned out to be fine, but we had to forfeit. And in that moment that we forfeited, all like that fake like, joy that like, I was trying to live up to just ran out of my body. I was like, I'm, like, I'm done. Like, what? what am I doing now? Who am I, like, what am I living for if I'm losing? Like, what, what's everybody going to think if I'm just this loser walking around now? Yeah, I gave my partner a concussion, so kind of messed that up. Um, so that was like the joy that, that I was like kind of almost lied about to this world, that the joy was, was something that I, that I attained from being in high school was something that when people would ask me, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is the joy I'm feeling today because I have a match today or because we're playing a volleyball game today or something. And that, that became like an idol, but also my, like my source of energy and source of doing things. So what, that, that joy that I was experiencing, that, that wasn't abundant joy. Like I was not living life to the full. I was living it to the minimum. Um, so, uh, like, when it, what it means to live life to the full or abundant, it's, it's not about what we have. If you guys, like, want to take notes, this would be the good stuff to write down. Abundant life is not about what we have. So, 
my abundant life didn't come from me playing a sport in high school. That's not what it came from. It's also not about what we get. So abundant life is not about what we get. So it's not about getting like the popularity or getting, like in my case it was getting a state championship or getting anything like that. It's also not about what we claim. So we can claim this position, like we can claim, wow, I'm the, I'm the best in school, or we can claim, wow, I'm the most popular in the school. And that, like, that's not what it's about. Like that, those things always, always give up on you. Um, abundant life is about what we receive as a gift from God. So the abundance that we get, it's, none of it comes from us. It all comes from God. And like the moment we recognize that is the moment other people recognize that. So earlier you guys heard me talking about my parents and how their love for God shown, like, was shown onto me. So for me now, it's like this overflowing joy that people will recognize, none of that's coming from myself. And that, like, that can be the case in all of us. So the, the joy that we, that we have or the abundant life that we live it comes from God and he deserves all the credit from that. And that's like something that like we're still working on every single day, like dying to ourselves, giving up this, but also like living, living in a way that people won't notice yourself, but living in a way that people will notice Jesus. Um, So after we receive this gift, if we choose to receive this gift, some people won't choose to walk through the gate, but after we receive it, like, how, how can we live more abundantly? I talked about, like, being joyful and having, having that assurance of Jesus, but these are, like, the most cliche things. I don't, cliche, like, most common church answers ever. But dive, dive into your word every day. Like, dive into scripture. That's, that's literally when I was the closest to the Lord, like, throughout high school and middle school, is when I was in scripture. That... God wrote this, writes this love letter to us. It, it's our choice if we want to read it and learn from it. Um, also, increase in your prayer life. Like, not just praying about the things you want, but praying, like, for other people and praying for things, not that you want, but things that you're struggling with. Um, also, the, the last thing, like, I talked about a lot was, like, how we treat others and how we love God. So, Loving God and treating others are like go hand in hand because how, however strong our love for God is is how strong our love for others is going to be. So this, this like cup that we have, when, when it's filled with these things of the world, it's like it's half, half empty, not even half full. It's half empty. And here's everybody else standing around the cup. So here's this bottle. I didn't even think of this, but here's this bottle. And it's just sitting here. Say so it's it's half empty, and these are all these these are all the people. They're like just hanging out here, and you're just doing your thing, living like the world wants you to live. And then God gives us this this bottle times like a billion, and all you guys are standing out here, and it's like filling this whole room. So it's not even from like the joy that we have anymore. It's from what the Lord gives us. So we're gonna let that um, overflow onto other people. So the last thing I want to leave, leave you guys with is it's our choice like, to accept this gift. Like it was my choice when I was seven years old to, to accept this gift that God was like giving to us, um, like that we didn't deserve or anything. 
and we can live our life abundantly through that. So I'm, can I pray for you guys real quick? And then we'll go have some fun with some paint. <laughs> All right. Sweet. All right. Um, fa- All right, we're going to pray. Ready, ready? We're going to pray. Father, I love you, and um, I thank you for this day that you just given each, each and every one of us the opportunity to come and get to know more about you. Father, I pray that the words I said did not come from myself, but came from you. God, I pray that everyone stays safe uh, during this paint war, and it's awesome. God, but ultimately I pray that each and every one of these people in here comes to know you and gets to live an abundant life because of you and because of your son. God, we pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen.